things were not looking good for God's people. They'd been captured and taken far from home. And now they were slaves, slaves of the king of Babylon. But God had not forgotten them. God had not left his people. He was still looking after them. Now Daniel was a man who loved God and obeyed God. And God made Daniel able to understand a lot of difficult things. So it wasn't long before the king of Babylon took notice of Daniel. King Darius, he was the king of Babylon, noticed how smart Daniel was. So he pulled Daniel into, the, into his castle and made Daniel his most important helper of all. This is amazing, isn't it? This is the enemies of God who's taken Daniel, one of God's people, and made him one of his most important people. And he put Daniel in charge of a lot of other helpers. Who do you think is making this happen behind the scenes? It's not Darius. Who's? Absolutely. Jesus, it's God. These are some of the wondrous works of God. But the other helpers did not like Daniel. They wanted to get rid, or they wanted him to, the king to get rid of Daniel. So they did this. They spied on Daniel. They tried to find things that Daniel did wrong so that they could tell the king. They could tell on him. Anybody ever tried, you ever tried to do that with your brother or sister? You, you want to get them in trouble so you spy on them, you listen in. Is there anything you can tell your parents to get them in trouble? You ever done that before? <laughs> y'all can't see it, but they all look guilty down here. Well, this is what they did. You know what they found? Nothing. They couldn't find anything at all. Except there was just this one thing. Every day, three times a day in fact, with that fail, no matter what, Daniel would go to his bedroom, close the door, and pray. You see Daniel down there praying? <clears throat> they smiled to themselves. Hmm. If we can get the king to make a law, you're not allowed to pray to anybody except the king. Is David going to do that? Or excuse me, is Daniel going to do that? No, Daniel's going to pray to his God. And then he'll have to be punished. So that's exactly what they did. They were pleased with themselves for being so clever. And they rushed off to tell the king. And the king liked their idea. He didn't know they were tricking him. So he made this the new law. Hear ye, hear ye. Everyone must pray, but only to me. If you don't, here's your punishment. Anyone know what it is? I'm going to feed you to the lions. You're going to become the lion's dinner. Well, Daniel heard this new law, and he knew it was wrong to pray to anyone except God. So time out, he knew the first commandment, right? We talked about this morning. He could not pray to anybody other than God. He had to do what God said, whatever it cost him, even if he meant he was going to be eaten by lions. So Daniel went to his room, closed the door, and he prayed to God. And that's just what the bad men knew Daniel was going to do. And so they ran right off to tell the king, Oh, your most glittering highness, your law says everyone must pray to you alone, does it not, sire? That is the new law, the king said. Oh, magisterial brightness, correct us if we're wrong, 
But it sounds to us like Daniel is praying to his God, not to you. Daniel was the king's favorite helper. You think he was happy about this or sad? He was sad. The king was sad. And in that moment, he realized he'd been tricked. He didn't want to hurt Daniel. But this was the new law. He couldn't change it. And so he let the soldiers do just what the punishment decreed. Throw Daniel to the lions. And the king said this to Daniel. May your God, who you love so much, rescue you. And so Daniel got thrown into a den with lions. What do you think? What is supposed to happen when somebody gets thrown into a den with hungry lions? That's not going to end well for the person that got thrown in. That's why it's punishment. He's going to get mangled, devoured. It's going to be painful. It's going to be bloody. He's going to be dead. The king went back to his palace, but he didn't sleep that night. He couldn't sleep a wink. He tossed and turned until finally at the first glimmer of dawn, he leaped out of bed and ran down straight to the lion's den. Daniel, he cried, has your God rescued you? Yes, Daniel shouted. God sent an angel to close the lion's mouths. And the king looked in. And there, resting on Daniel's lap, was the biggest, meanest lion purring like a little kitten. Who did that? God. We just read in the book of Psalms, Oh, remember the wondrous works of God. If you have a, a filing cabinet of things you read and wondrous works of God, this goes in that file. God has closed the mouths of these hungry lions so that they didn't eat Daniel. The king brought Daniel out of the den. Look, he said, Daniel doesn't even have a scratch after spending all night in a lion's den with hungry lions. And so the king made a new law. Daniel's God is the true God. Daniel's God is the God who rescues. Pray to him instead. And you know what? Just like God rescued Daniel, God was going to continue rescuing his people. And the time was coming when God was going to send another brave hero, like Daniel, but greater than Daniel, who would love God and do what God said, just like Daniel did, but even better. And together... God and this one would pull off the greatest rescue the world has ever known. And who is that one that's going to be greater than Daniel? That's Jesus. Yeah. And what's the great rescue? Is he going to rescue us from a den of lions who, who are ready to devour us? No. He's going to rescue us from God. God is the hungry lion who's going to devour us because of our sins against him. Through Jesus Christ, God will bring forgiveness of sins so that God, who has every right and every intention of devouring his enemies, he won't do so. Instead, he'll devour his son. Where does God devour his son at? Do you know? What about our big people? Where does the father devour the son? on the cross. That's our hope.